0: Hello there, this is Lisa Borders and on this podcast, I'll connect with people from all walks of life. We'll talk about overcoming adversity, transmuting the shadow, and moments of illumination. We'll explore what it means to fulfill our potential while maintaining our most authentic selves. And we'll reflect on the lessons we're learning all along the way. If you feel inspired by what you hear, subscribe wherever you're listening, leave a five-star review, share it with a friend, and join the community at lisaborders.us. Thank you for joining me, and this is Enlightened. Hello, everyone. Lisa Borders here from Enlightened. And do we have a treat today. I am so excited to have an opportunity to talk with Tony Jones, hailing from the Motor City. Tony, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And I want to tell everybody that you are an affirmation musician, When I learned about your work, I was so impressed, so Mm -hmm. bowled over. I wanted to share it one to many. So that's what we're going to do today. Does that work for you? That works for me. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So tell everybody, if you would, what an affirmation musician is. And then I want to talk about your journey and how you got to this place but let's start almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Let's do it backwards. Let's tell them the endpoint today. And yeah. we'll tell them all the steps that you took to get there.
1: Yeah, the affirmation musician or affirmation music is music that intentionally helps and supports people to talk to themselves better. A lot of the mental health, everyday challenges that people have, especially in Western society, is the way they talk to themselves in their mind. And we all know that if you want a healthy relationship with anyone or anything, the first thing you have to have is healthy communication. So now that we're in this age of self help, personal development, self love, self care, you know, we can't miss out on self talk. So, affirmation music is a tool, a mental health tool to push play, and you're immediately enrolled into a vibe, an emotion, a mood, a word that enrolls you into talking to yourself better so you can have a healthier day. So you're immediately in healing, you're immediately in well-being and wellness on the go when you push play on the Affirmation
0: music. Oh, I love that. So well said. Let's unpack that a little bit
1: more because we
0: are in this era of COVID today. We are, as the president says, we've got COVID on the run, but we have been in the COVID environment for 14 or 16 months but for communities, color in particular, and women specifically, we might as well have been in this era our entire lives for generations, right? Mm, the the mm. trauma of racism and sexism and disenfranchisement, disempowerment, this is not a new thing in COVID. COVID revealed more of it to more people, but this is not new. So, let me step back and invite you to talk to us a little bit about mental health and why you even went down this path initially.
1: Yeah, well, I was a life coach for seven years, and um, up until last October, where I pursue, I'm pursuing music full time now. And uh, before I started my my wellness business as a life coach for women. Um, I was getting my degree in psychology. I went back to college to get my degree. And while I was learning about psychology, I knew I didn't want to actually become a psychologist. I wanted to become what I coined as a psychology entrepreneur, you know, where I teach people how their minds work. Because I truly believe that when you have instructions or somewhat of directions or manual or GPS you navigate things a little bit better, you know, and, but no one gives us a manual to having, you know, or navigating humanity, navigating your own humanity, navigating your own cognitive thought pathology. So I was like, I have to find a way to take all of this, you know, technical knowledge and education and make it comprehensive for the modern day woman. So I created Wife Your Life, where I taught women about how to understand their thought pathology and how they hack that in a way to expand their mental health. So I did events, online programming, and, you know, uh, one-on-one coaching. And I found myself burning out because I launched that business during the boss bish era, you know, where everybody wanted to be a boss bish, you know, and everybody wanted to, um, you know, get a bag in six weeks, become a millionaire in six months and do motherhood, get married, have amazing photo shoots to show how amazing their relationship. So it was all about this shiny pursuit. And I saw, I was like, wait a minute, something's telling me there's something at the end of this road where the mental health and well-being of so many are going to be compromised, specifically black women. In 2018, I said, God, you have to give me something to help me hack this paradigm of thought where women don't believe that they can put themselves first. And put by putting themselves first, it fuels everything else, that they don't have to compromise their well being for the grind. And through prayer meditation, I got the idea of affirmation music. And for me, my journey has always been advocating for the mental health of people. You know, I had the target market of female entrepreneurs because I wanted to help them heal from workaholism you know, and understand well-being like so many wealthy people, this is how they move. So many privileged people understand holistic well-being is what fuels everything else. And I wanted to provide the reason why that's the case, the reason why that's the code. And, you know, and this is tons of research in mental health and psychology and neuroscience that talks about music heals, Music has a medicinal legacy of restoring people back to well-being. And so I was like, I'm going to cook something up for this <laughs> modern generation of women. And I will put it out there and see what happens. And my intention was to get more clients. I had no intention of becoming a musician. That was never a dream. But there was, a, there was another divine plan for me. So that's, that's a little bit of the brainchild behind me, what my why incorporating mental health into what I do.
0: Well, I love that. And interestingly enough, I've often heard the old folks say, and I mean that respectfully, (laughs) uh, if you make a plan, you make God laugh because God already has the plan. And we hear that in what you're talking about. But let me go back to the term you coined, psychological entrepreneur, because it sounds as if you are disrupting a bad paradigm or a paradigm that is not contributing to people, but women in particular and women of color in a positive way. So you called it hacking the paradigm, which I love In corporate speak, they say disrupt, but we are all talking about the same thing, breaking it down and remodeling how we behave. So the study of psychology along with neuroscience, it sounds like you got in deep from an empirical basis, not just theory in a book, but let's look at the data and let's see how it bears us out. Yeah. Equally importantly, I hear you telling women, As they tell us in the safety briefing on airplanes, put your mask on
1: first. Yes.
0: So that you can help yourself first and will not become a burden and then help others. Is that accurate for what you're doing as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly, that's exact that's exactly what I am
0: doing. I love it. Love it. Love it. So let me go to the music piece. Cause that's yes. who you are today. And I still want to talk a little bit more about how, of course. there. but girl, I love the music Spotify. Number one, can we talk a little bit about the songs that you're making and yes. how you're making them? I believe that there are two international languages, music and sports. Your point about music having a medicinal positive effect on our psyche, on our souls, is really impactful. So, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how you embrace the music and where you are today as a musician. We understand the why, but let's talk about the what you are doing and how you do that on a regular basis.
1: So, with creating A message that you want people to opt into. You have to understand the power of repetition. When a company hits a billion dollars, when an artist becomes famous, you would think the work is done now. You've made it. McDonald's is everywhere. You know, company, Beyonce, everybody knows. Why are you all (laughs) still advertising and marketing? Because of the way the brain works in order for your message to stay relevant in order for your image to stay relevant in order for you to have power in the purchasing habits of the masses your message has to be repetitive because of the, how the brain works the brain is able to take in the information and create a behavioral pattern or a thought that is consistent or emotion that is consistent about whatever you're offering and so when you are believing that you are unworthy, believing that you're not good enough, and you have 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years of believing that, you have all of this evidence. In order for you to hack that, you have to have something that has the power of repetition. Podcasts podcast you're not going to listen to 10 times a day, 30 times a week. But music, You can push play and you're jamming to that music, especially if it makes you feel good. You can hear a message at church. You can hear an inspirational video on Instagram, but it still doesn't have that element of repetition, which really revolutionizes the way you think, the way you feel and the way you behave. And so when it comes to affirmation music, when it comes to what I do, what I do, I am using the tool of music as a way for people to repeat a message, repeat an inner conversation over and over and over and over again. And when you add the element of emotion, the way it makes you feel, oh, you just amplify your, your change. You just amplify your breakthrough. Not because I'm so talented or because i and I am, I own that. <laughs> you I are. Own that. <laughs> I own that gift that God gave me. However, I understand the way the human design is made. There's corporations, companies, a lot of things that capitalize on the design of human beings. I know one company here in Michigan that paid $4 million just for the right shade of color for their marketing campaign. Wow. Because of the way the brain works. And when you understand the way the brain works, you understand what can act, what tools, what elements that are going to influence that. To influence your behavior. And music, I mean, I can go on on a whole rabbit hole about music and the research about music and how we are music, we are sound, we are vibration. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But essentially what I'm doing is understanding the human design and creating something that actually complements that, enhances that, revolutionizes that in a way where people, the outcome is well-being. You're playing something on repeat over and over and over again. You know, we're already oh, I doing love that. I know, love
0: it. that. I love that. That positive mindset. And I'm not going to lie, and I'm going to date myself here, but every time I hear Luther Vandross or Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross, Tammy Terrell, I'm like... Oh Come yes, I, I know every word and it feels good. Whether it I'm feels
1: good doing
0: the laundry or whether I'm preparing a presentation, it uplifts my spirit, which is what yes. you are talking about. And it's no mistake that you are from where Detroit. The Motor City, but music and sound that has been such a part of our community, but not just the Black community. Like, we have infused this everywhere. It's been- Globally. Yes, around the world. And we love that. I was just in your home city for the John Shippen Invitational. We talked a little bit about this. For those who don't know, John Shippen played his first U.S. Open in 1896. I mean, PGA, sorry, not yourself, PGA event in 1896. I mean, 125 years ago, he was the first U.S. born golf professional and he was black. So music and sports, as I said, two international mm-hmm. languages and they were rolling up out of Detroit for black people. We love Period. that. Yes. Period. Talk a little bit about, Detroit. I know you lived on the east coast for a while and moved back home so talk a little bit about that journey because it sounds like it potentially was part of who you are, of course, and what you have now created the recognition of how human behavior operates, how the brain is designed and how to frankly leverage that design to drive positive behavior.
1: Absolutely. Beautifully said. Thank you for articulating that so perfectly. I feel so seen. Um, Yes. So I'm from Metro Detroit and I worked in Detroit public schools for about five years and volunteered a total of seven years. And so I'm very familiar with the Detroit community. We have a strong entrepreneurship community. My mother is from the east side of Detroit. My dad is from Chicago, Illinois. And so my connection to Detroit is very strong. I also grew up at the world-renowned gospel family, the Winans Church. So, you know, if you grew up in church, you're going to get that music. Well, it's going it's to be, well, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, it's just something about the, the gospel church in the inner city. If we don't have nothing else, we're going to jam. Right. We're going to play those instruments and we're going to sing. So it was always in me, even though it wasn't, intentionally groomed and so I've always loved music and it wasn't until I got into the studio I realized how much in love I was with it just the whole composition of it the I'm always fascinated when I hear a song and I'm just like I wonder what that moment was like in the studio when it was like we got one you know and when I got in the studio I just was looking at myself like, how do I know how to do this? And I really do believe it is my roots here in Detroit. You know, my dad used to be a DJ way before I was born. Wow. My mother was in theater, you know, way before I was born. And it's just in you, you know? And I've always been fascinated with the Motown era, how they were able to infuse a feeling, a sound, into a culture that had that was saturated with oppression and with victimizing yourself and with social issues and social trauma like it was a lot going on and here you have Barry Gordy Diana Ross the Supreme you have all of these people that came together Black folks that say let's do something new let's create something new for the people let's speak to the times." Not let's just talk about what we're going through, but let's speak love. Let's talk about that man we love, that woman we love, good times and partying, and eating. And, you know, that yes. takes a lot of guts to create a new narrative that's not based on what's externally happening. And what you do is you bring more joy, you bring hope, you bring a newer vision despite the reality that you're going through. And that's faith to me. You know, you know, and I can go on and on and digress into so many spaces, but my passion and zeal for this music, I believe, comes from me being rooted here in Detroit. There's something special about here, how we contribute to the global community with Motown music, with, you know, being the motor city, we, you know, mobility, you know, fashion, you know, we're, we're considered the, uh, the, the original Paris, or I, I forget what it's called, but you know, Detroit has a lot of roots and connection to French fashion and furs yeah. and commerce. And so I just believe me being born here, being raised here, and being groomed around music just contributed to that organic flow into just creating music in such a natural way.
0: Makes a whole lot of sense, and when I think about uh, the first person that that came to mind as you were talking about Motown, obviously Diana Ross and the Supremes, but also when I think about Marvin Gaye and how Mm. timeless his music is, I'm hearing war is not the answer for only love can conquer hate we are still trying to conquer hate. And he told us this back in 1960. So not only were they creating new narratives, the words of those songs were prophetic and profound. And as he performed them, they were creatively expressing knowledge. They were dropping the t Gems dropping it, which is what you're doing today. You're understanding from a scientific or an empirical basis about how the brain works. They understood it apparently intuitively, right? They didn't have all the data, but they had the desire to convey how they felt. And they wanted to share all of that knowledge and that visceral feeling, which is, as I said, I was in Detroit and I could feel it like the spirit- of Motown is still there. The spirit of all those artists are still there. So you're in the studio on a regular basis. Talk about the songs that you are making and the message, the repetitive positive message that you are sending consistently and constantly in a compelling way.
1: I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this. But that's what came up for me listening to you ask this question. It is giving people a new conversation with themselves. You're, you're silencing the noise of what society says, what your family has said, what that teacher said to you, what that boyfriend, that husband, that friend, all of the narratives, the inner talk that have been shaped by external sources you know and this music gives you a language to translate how you want to feel about yourself how you want to think of yourself and it resonates because we all yearn to believe in ourselves be self-sufficient to make our dreams come true but when you have so many external voices and powerful figures that have the mics you're like where is my mic uninterrupted, right? Uninterrupted, just where I can speak for myself. And not everybody has that language. And there's so many amazing leaders spearheading positivity and, you know, school of thought and information. But that doesn't always land for the inner city hustler. It doesn't always land for the female entrepreneur grinding her way, you know, through college, with having a small business and doing, you know, the woman who has her candle business and, you know, but she's married and you know what I'm saying? Or the young man, it's just so many lifestyles, so many, but music. are like juggling 9,000 things simultaneously because that's what we do. That's what we do. And don't, and and then on top of spiritual awakening to realizing that you are more than just, your human experience. You understand your emotions, your thoughts. You have a dimensional reality of past, present and future. You have that, you know, when COVID 19 happens and you realize, oh my goodness, I'm not just my work ethic. Like I actually have to be well and be happy and have time for Love and relationships and connections, you know, all of that. And you still have to pay T Mobile and, you know, do the laundry <laughs> and go grocery shop. That's a lot. Right. Right. That's a lot. Right. Right. So we need something that is going to give us a new narrative to speak over ourselves on a daily basis because just like we brush our teeth every day because we don't want our breath to stink. Right. We have to do something for our mental health and well being every single day, no matter what that is. It doesn't have to be a rigid routine where you're just checking it off your list. It can change up every day, but you have to have some type of intentional practice that grounds you in gratitude and well-being to navigate the complexities of being here. I
0: I so love that. And I love that you brought up brush your teeth, because that is something that we all do or should do Do every day, two or three times a day. But at a minimum, we do it when we wake up in the morning. So that's oral hygiene. Mm. And what you're talking about is mental hygiene. And often I think we have taken it. Let me speak for me. Tony. Okay. We have taken this for granted that our brain is here. It's going to function regardless of what we do to it. We stress it. We never relax it. We don't really sleep well. We stay up late. We watch crappy TV shows, not saying all TV is crappy, but
1: mm-hmm. we sit
0: back and just take things in without really thinking about yeah. what it is that we're consuming. We wouldn't put Kool-Aid in our gas tank right? But we put crap in our brain. So I love the thought that you are changing the narrative, and inviting us to be deliberate and intentional and literally innovative about what goes in, because whatever goes in the brain is going to come out in our human behavior. Let me ask you specifically about this song, Take Up Space, sis, because I listen, I was like, <laughs> My God, my girl is getting it. Can you talk about that song, about writing it, performing it, putting it together? Like where, what was that moment like for you in the studio? Okay, okay,
1: okay. Personally speaking, since I was seven years old, I've always had an appetite for spirituality, the unknown, the unseen. I grew up in church and I was just so fascinated. I was like, this guy, Jesus, was performing miracles, Right. I was like, and he said, we can do these things too. And I just grew up not seeing anyone else interested in doing supernatural things. No one was having these conversations with me. So I expressed myself in fashion. I expressed my individuality through, you know, just dressing up and changing my look and how I connected with people. And I was trying to figure out how do I express this bigness about myself, but also make myself relatable and palatable for people. And just hitting rock bottom so many times in my life made me give up. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm done with trying to fit and shrink myself into making myself comprehensive for everybody and relatable to everybody. I'm just going to take up space and be my big self I'm going to be big into wearing my wigs, big into wearing my fashion, big into wearing my sweats when I want to, and my gym shoes, changing my look, being divine, interested in supernatural living. I'm going to be all of that. And whoever comes to me, they are aligned with my energy. I'm no longer shrinking myself. I'm taking up space in relationships. If I want to date someone, I will tell them. If I want to negotiate my pay, I will ask. I am going to be, well, I'm going to vocalize and advocate for myself because I am the only one that can do that. I'm the only one that hears my heart at night. I'm the only one that hears my thoughts 24 seven. I only know I'm the only one that wakes up with my wants and needs. So I have to take up space and speak for myself, you know, because the world can either say, they either can say yes or no. And so take of space came from me giving up on trying to shrink my spirituality, shrink my appetite of supernatural living, shrink myself in different spaces, with different people, different groups to make myself relatable. And I was just done. I was girl, just done.
0: Girl, you are a bad girl to be so young. And I mean this in the highest of compliments to be so young and to have come to that realization and to have the courage, the intestinal fortitude to say, I'm just going to do me period, full stop. And I've got to support me first. And I've got to tell others how to support me second. And then if you're aligned with me, cool. And if you're not, cool, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I'm going to do me. Right? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. So proud. So proud. Thank of you. you. And so happy for you. Many of us, my fir- myself first among equals at almost 64. I think I was probably 40 or 45 before I even had a glimmer of what Mm. you are talking about. And to your point about being in a box or being shrunk into a package that someone else could receive, we have been taught that. Mm. We have been brainwashed to think that this is what we need to do and this is the way. And what you are offering is a totally different approach, a new paradigm, a new pattern of behavior that invites us to be our authentic selves all the time, not just at home, not just at work, not just at church, not just at a party, but all the time. And we are so grateful, Mm. so Mm. grateful. You're offering just knowledge, deep Mm. spiritual knowledge, but behavioral strategies too that people oftentimes either don't think of or they think of and they feel like they can't do it but you're telling us we can do it right
1: yeah i mean the music take up space specifically is an anthem it's an anthem of advocating for yourself do the most love it take a chance and be too much sometimes you know (laughs) take a chance and you'll find out that's enough wow you being you is enough no matter how big you think it is or or how much space is going to take up just be you is enough. And I'm I'm you all are supporting me and giving me so much evidence to continue to be myself. Girl, girl, girl.
0: Tony Jones, <laughs> let me just thank you for your time today. You are a true gem and you are mm. shining bright. That beacon on the hill that beckons us to do us because that is more than wow. enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Will you promise to come back as you continue your research? I promise,
1: I promise. I love this interview. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: All right, everyone. That was this week's episode of Enlightened. I hope you learned something new and feel inspired to meet any challenge you may be facing in life. If you enjoy the energy we're creating here, subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave a five-star review, share it with a friend, and join the Enlightened community for bonus episodes and deeper discussions at lisaborders.us. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week.